Welcome to Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything kink. This podcast is only catered towards those that are 18 and above, and if you're at work, we like to say NSF. And remember, you can always listen to us during your private time. Hello, kinky and kink cares folk out there. My name is Sir Ain. Here we go. Everybody, happy 420. You are now tuned in to Sir Inked, the experience podcast where we talk about anything and everything king. Now, this is not suitable for those that are under the age of 18. And if you're at work, if you're at work, you may not want to watch it either. You may want to watch this during your private time. Hello, kinky and kinkers folk out there. My name is Sir Inc. And tonight, we are going to get back into our conversation that I posted earlier. Let me get back to me. Here we go. What's good, everybody? Live from my business, my barbershop. Decided to get it in down here tonight. I'm going to talk to you guys. Oh, we went off. Okay, anyway. Uh, tonight's conversation is going to be about really a bad submissive. Let me get into my topic. But before I get into my topic, hold on, let me say cheers to everybody that's watching. Cheers to you. Happy 420. Once again, happy 420. Thank you for being here with me tonight. I apologize for not being on last week. Just a lot of business stuff going on. I was drained out. Didn't have the energy. And I didn't want to come on giving you guys uh, half, half-ass half effort. So, we, uh, so I posted something on Friday. And uh, what was it Sunday? No, Sunday. Uh, happy Easter and all that. And a little topic. And, uh, and now I'm back tonight with the live. And so tonight, let me get my bearings, everybody. Tonight, my topic is signs of an abusive submissive. Mm-mm-mm. But before I get into that, hold on. I have another another quick question. Uh, a friend of mine asked me. She gave me a scenario, so I'm going to give it to y'all. Good evening, Monica. How are you tonight? Wishing you well. And hold on, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Here we go. Where are we at right here? Let me get to this. I'll tell you guys. How are you guys doing? How's everything been? How was your holiday? 
How's the weather in your town? Because it is crazy over here in Philadelphia. We're dealing with 80 degrees, 40 degrees, 30 degrees, 50 degrees, 70 degrees, 50 degrees. April's been real crazy. But, uh, let me see. Let me let everybody know I'm live. I'm live. I'm live. Let, me let everybody know I'm live. So, okay, let me get into my topic, y'all. I've been wasting enough time. Here we go. So, this is a scenario a young lady asked me, and I had to give her, she wanted my opinion on this. And, what up, darling? Hey, slaves, Valkyrie. What up, darling? I have not been a good friend to you. I need to get with you so we could do a podcast. I've been, uh... Over, I've been overwhelmed a little bit lately just dealing with business. So, but I'm going to get to you. Um, so here's the question. In this scenario, a guy, parentheses Dom, finds a woman to be his sub. What if this woman, being just dominant in nature, just how she is, ends up turning the table without trying or even meaning to? The guy, once he realizes it, disappears. How could something like that happen? And I know I'm not good, but come on. That good? I don't think so. And so, I was like, I don't know how that happens to a dom. Uh, I don't know how a dom allows a submissive to turn the tables on him and then he disappears. So she was saying that she think it's because he kind of fell in love with her or fell in love with the, with the sub in question, right? Basically with her. And I was like, yeah, that, that doesn't really fly with me either. Like, you know, Dom has to be in control of his emotions and all that. And just because he may fall in love with you or love you doesn't mean he loses his self in the process. You know, and if he does, then maybe he just wanted to be in love. I offered to her, maybe he's just a switch. But she was like, I don't think he's a switch. But, I mean, he switched up for sure, right? I don't get it. Like me, even if I'm in love with a submissive, I'm not going to lose myself in my role. And if I know that she's, if I know that she's um, naturally, hey, look at my joker laugh. Uh, <laughs> If I know that she is um, already naturally aggressive, naturally um, assertive, then that means I can I always have to meet her at that point to make her fall back. The reason why she chooses me as a dom is because she knows that I'm going to bring that to her. And that's not something that's going to relent. As she said, that's naturally her. She's naturally... As she put it, um, she's dominant in nature, just just how she is, right? So if she's dominant in nature, then she has to be submissive with him. Like it doesn't matter how much dominant she is to anyone else, as long as she's submissive with him. But he has to know that if it's naturally her, she's going to push the envelope, right? And she's not intentionally pushing the envelope she's just being who she is but she wants you as a as a dom to meet her at that point and tell her to fall back you know 
I hate saying it's like put her in her place. And I know people get triggered if a man says put a woman in her place. This is what we're here for. This is what the roles are here for. Like she is trying to put him in. She's trying to get him in his place. And he has to get her in her place. Right. She wants him to be in that place for her so she can fall back and be submissive. But if he falls asleep at the will, accidents happen. Intentional accidents happen. And women are used to dealing with these kind of guys. Women are used to dealing with these kind of guys. Ladies, you you know. Ladies, you know. You meet these guys all the time. They start out, and then, you know, you just wait on them. Just wait on them. Just wait on them. And you won't have to test them because people reveal their true character over a period of time. See, people get on me for saying like, well, how can you wait two years before you can make a decision with somebody you know or da-da-da? It just takes me two years to really know who you really are. Because some people can fake it good for six months. Some people can fake it good for a year. But just sit and wait. People have revealed a true character. You ain't. You don't have to bring up any situations, ladies. You don't have to test men. Men, you don't have to test the character of a person. All you have to do is pay attention. All you have to do is pay attention to the freaking signs, right? What they say, read the tea leaves, right? Read the tea leaves. Drink the tea. Read the leaves. Some Russian shit. For y'all that for y'all that didn't know what read the tea leaves mean. But, you know, it's, you know, it's like some oracle stuff. But, you know, that's it. Like, see the signs. You know, it's like it doesn't take a rocket scientist. Too many of us want someone to just omit everything that they are. But there are parts of, of a person, even myself, that I may not be able to omit to you because the scenario, that situation or scenario didn't come up. Like, you can ask me hypothetically, how would you react if we're out and a guy touches my butt? Oh, I'm going to react like this. But that doesn't, you know... But that doesn't uh, transfer to, so these are that's common stuff, right? But that doesn't transfer to, well, how would you handle a situation if you have a sick loved one and they need your help, but you got to do this, you got to do, like, how would you react in that situation where, like, people get flustered and melt down in, in crucial situations? Like, you don't know that until you, until you watch them deal with their daily lives, how they deal with their kids, how they deal with their parents, how they deal with their, you know, their friends. Uh, lovers like this all this stuff is stuff that you can't know about somebody you can't expect somebody to admit every part of them where there's parts of them that were developed or honed or hurt or cracked way down the line like that happened 20 years ago and and that situation ain't happened since since 20 years ago but what if it happened again you're like wow he acted out of character no you just didn't know it was in it but you know but you didn't tell me that he didn't think about telling you that. Like that happened so long ago, he wasn't in that headspace. Anyway. Hello, Terry. How you doing? That's why the that's why the roles are there. That's why the roles are there. I don't get how guys or ladies fall asleep at the will. And like dudes, you know, if you're dealing with an aggressive female, you're gonna have to meet her. It takes a certain energy from you. You have to meet her until she submits to you. Until she submits to you to the point where she won't even come with that. Like, she'll check herself before she even gets to that point. She'll feel like, okay, I'm being a little too much. And she'll bring it in. Just like you as a dominant know when you need to not push that aggressive role. You know when to bring it back in. So, 
because you know the levels. But there is no point that I fall in love with somebody or love somebody so much that I stop being a dominant male in my relationship. Not going to happen. Now, I might, you know, be a little more relaxed on doing sessions and things of that nature. Like, for example, I travel. When I travel to work during the weekend, I'm essentially working like two weeks straight, just about. Like, short of like a date of working two weeks straight. So, there's not a lot of energy I have for doing a session within that time frame. Because it's high energy. You know, like, you know, I'm, I'm working, standing up. Then I have to go, you know, go get on the plane, travel, woo-woo, go to the hotel, check in, da da da, da. I got to get up, prepare. We got to walk. It's a lot of walking involved with what I do. You know, walking to the show, walking on the show floor, walking, 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 talking, talking, talking. So it's a lot. So, you know, sometimes I'm burned out. But that is something that I convey to myself before we even, you know, get involved. Like, hey, hey, you know. There's going to be times where I can't bring that, but and that a lot. And here's my schedule. Like this is where I'm rolling. This is how I'm doing it. So we can squeeze something in before I go. But you know, don't expect when I come back and that and that run of me working that I'm gonna have the juice to do it. At any rate, I don't get that. So let me. Uh, hey, Robbie, what up, baby? How you doing? Glad to see y'all here with me. All my good friends are here with me tonight. I love it. Uh, all right, let me let me let me get into this other topic, the other topic topic, which is again, come on, signs of an abusive submissive. Oh boy, oh let me take a sip on that one. I'm gonna sip with the pinky out, get fancy on y'all. God, that's some good bourbon. That's that uh. That's that Jefferson's Reserve. Ooh, if you like bourbon. And Terry, I know you like bourbon. You'll love Jefferson's Reserve. I'm sure you've had it. You fancy like that. Um, okay, signs of an abusive submissive. Number one, manipulation. Hmm. Okay, let's see what this person... So I found this. Let me, let me go back just a little bit. I don't want to rush this. So I found this, this writing on Tumblr. And it's by not so innocent little girl on Tumblr. And it's signs of an abusive submissive. Now I've read all of it. And I may read, I may not read, I'm gonna read the topic. I'm gonna read the bulletin point, because there's eleven of them. I may not read the whole um their whole uh conversation about this. Because once I read one or two paragraphs, it's gonna be pretty simple where this is going. Uh okay, so number one, manipulation. But if you love me, you'd you love me unconditionally, don't you? If you if you cared about me, you'd. So this is like you know, if you love me, you'd do this, or if you love me, you'd you know. So that's how they're saying it. If you cared about me, you'd. Dominance opposed to, I'm a little submissive. You control me, so it's all your fault. You hate me, don't you? That's why you won't do. You are such a dick. Why can't you just do something nice for me for once? So the manipulative part is speaking to how people use passive aggressive ways or a, an abusive submissive can use passive aggressive ways to get her way with you, which uh, 
is a failed strategy with a real dom because they're not going to go for this. This actually just makes you look uh, bad if you try to use these kind of manipulative ways. Um, you know, the whole thing of like, you supposed to be a dom. Like somebody, you know, somebody has said some shit like that to me one time and I just straight cut them off. Like, you know what? We're not, you know what we're not going to do? What we're not going to do is that. Because I'm not going to be like, well, you're supposed to be a sub. Like, no, we're supposed to understand. We're supposed to be trying to understand one another. And challenging me in that way isn't isn't healthy. Especially when I'm not uh, acting undom-like or hmm, you're not getting your way or whatever the case may be. It's a failed strategy. Um, failed strategy. And so after they say these little sayings that sometimes subs say, um, then he says, is, this is often done by subs who are out of their dominant, out to use their dominant for something, often to fulfill their kinky fantasies, and also often to get spoiled. The above phrases are often used to coerce the dominant into buying them stuff or participating in sexual play the dominant is not comfortable with. Please remember, you do not have to do anything you are not comfortable with. I don't care how... I don't care how, ooh, ooh. okay, here we go. I don't care how much Tumblr says you have to eat her out or fuck her on her period or lick his asshole or buy those, those new plushies and shoes every week. If you are honestly not comfortable with this, do not let, do not let yourself get manipulated and talked into doing. Whew. Boy, let's, let, let me, let, let's go here with this number one. Oh, that's sexy, isn't it? Uh, number one, I no one can manipulate me like that. Um, a dominant is supposed to know a female's nature. He's supposed to understand women. And if you're dealing with someone like this, you know where they. You know, you you just know where they're coming from. I wouldn't take anyone like this serious. Um, you, I might be able to do a session or play with them for a little bit, but this is not someone. That I would take on long term doing this kind of crap. Like, because that can only get worse. And that means that you're not in control. She's in control. And, like, I think it's ridiculous that that this person wrote this, like, telling Dominus, like, you don't have to, you don't have to go for that. That's that new Dominus shit. Because Dominus don't even go for shit like this. But the person has to write this to me. This is for new Doms. So they can understand, like, you don't have to go for certain things. Because a lot of guys have good intentions, and they get into this, and they're really kinky. They're really not into this, into the power exchange. If you're into the power exchange, this is a no-brainer. You should be stomping this out from the beginning. But at any rate, I digress. Let's go to number two. Verbal and emotional abuse. Ooh, this is a good one. Verbal and emotional abuse. Putting their dominance down, telling them how worth, worthless, ugly, stupid, dumb, terrible they are, calling them names, and when you get upset, they're told that it's just a joke. Don't be sensitive. You're overreacting. Aren't you supposed to be a dominant? The dominant here, you control me, so I can't possibly do something to you you wouldn't like, etc. This often goes hand in hand with manipulation and gaslighting to make the dominant put up with this kind of abuse. Oh man, yeah no, nope, not gonna do it. Like that's 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 
Nope. First of all, a dominant shouldn't be taken. No verbal abuse nor emotional abuse like that is absolutely ridiculous, but it happens. I don't even think that I wouldn't call a guy dominant that puts up with this kind of stuff. Just like I started out this talk with a question that I got uh, from the young lady explaining her situation and how the guy fell in love with her and then he stopped being dominant and she ended up being taken over because he fell in love. But I, I don't think he's dominant. I think he's a guy that has some dominant. He probably is a guy that has, a lot of guys have dominant traits and they're good dudes, but they don't have the bones in them to be a dominant male. Somewhat of an asshole at some times. Like, present asshole. Like, you, they have to know that there's some lines that they can't cross to the detriment of the whole situation. So, if you don't have, a, and you guys have heard me say this, a relationship suicide vest, if a, if, if a dominant don't have that, if you don't have that line that you can't cross or that suicide vest, like, you act up too much, I'll blow this shit up. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't be out of line, out of pocket sometimes, but we talking about straight up disrespectful. You cannot tolerate disrespect. At no point can you tolerate disrespect. If you tolerate disrespect, it, it's just going to get worse. She's not going to get disrespect you um, constantly and then get in line like that. It doesn't work like that doesn't work. Cut your losses. Go to somebody else. any rate, number three, physical abuse. Ooh, these things get, yeah, let me tell y'all something. This, this stuff, hard to read. Even if she, even if she's a she, even if they're 100 pounds and 10 feet smaller than you, if they even do as much as raise a hand at you or threaten you, you are being abused. Hell, even if it didn't hurt, they are not supposed to hit you at all. All right, so we're going to stop. I'm not going to go no further than that. You guys already know. Um, putting your hands on someone in an abusive manner is wrong, period. Whether it's the dominant to the submissive or the submissive to the dominant. And neither one should tolerate abuse. Okay? It's already bad enough that what we do, people consider abuse, which completely is not, right? But there is, there, there's, there's really no thin line between abuse and play. There's, there is no thin line. It's all in context and it's all, you know, it's all with intent, right? Um, what we do in a session as far as impact play, the results of it, the look of it and the results of it, bruising and scratching and so on and so forth, can look like abuse, but it's not. Because in context, this is what we both came to do. And the submissive wants the release that she gets from impact play, right? And in impact play, I can smack my submissive in her face, right? That's part of the impact play, smacking her face, right? But if we're having a conversation or disagreement and I smack her, that's straight abuse, if she smacks me, that's abuse. That's abuse. If we're in a session and that is agreed upon, then that is fair play. But if at any point someone puts their hands on you that violates you in an aggressive manner, in a manner as a result of 
to to, to as a as a result of see when people put their hands on you they have no words they've run out of words and they're frustrated and they have no other way of trying to get the situation in their favor other than abusing you physically and that is um I'm fucking acceptable and I and you guys shouldn't accept shit like that please don't hey Christy that's unacceptable at any level. Yes, Terry. It's unacceptable at any level. So don't go for that crap. Don't believe that because I slap your face in a session and we're in a mix and da 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 and we're out or we're together and we having a disagreement, I smack you, that that is the same as being in a session. Hell no. Hell, hell no. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's context. If we're having fun and we're in play and I smack your face and that's something that doesn't go against who you are, because there are some women, even though submissive, don't like to have a face smack. You gotta respect that. But if you do like having your face smack in session, cool. But if I just haul off and smack you when we're having a conversation, that's abuse to me. That's abuse. Now maybe in your relationship with your dom or your sub, that's um okay, that's plausible. But for me, nah, because it's context. It's just like having kids. I never Sometimes I get my belt out with my son and with my daughter when they were younger. You know, get them in line. But I never disciplined my kids when I had something else on my mind. Whatever they did that I had to discipline them for, whatever the discipline is, taking the phone or hitting them on the butt or whatever, I did it because that's what they deserved. It's not because I had a bad day at work, you know, getting the hell on my nerves, I'm about to beat the shit out of y'all. Like, no, that's abuse. That's abuse. And we don't do that. So, mm -mm. number four, denying you aftercare. Oh, my goodness. So, a lot of dominants need aftercare, too. And many don't realize it because for a lot of dominants, taking care of the submissive is their aftercare. But when, for some reason, there is there, this is impossible. Dom drop happens, and it can happen hard. Aftercare is not just for the sub. And if they don't want aftercare, but you know you do, and even after explaining will flat out refuse, it means they don't care about your well-being after an intense scene or session. I mean, this is really written about somebody who just don't give a shit about you. They're really selfish and in intent. Um, I have spoken about this one of my podcasts after doing a consent, non-consent scene for the first time, how it really messed with my head. And my sub at the time gave me aftercare. She was like elated and chilling and, and I'm sitting here like, damn, like, damn, I really just do that? Like, I really just force myself and I'm like, that really messed me up. And she was like, no, she consoled me. We talked, you know, she just rubbed my head and we talked and she touched me and soothed me. So yes, doms need aftercare, especially if they're doing something that's outside of their comfort zone but they're willing to try it like consent not consent because a lot of guys never thought about forcing themselves on women or taking sex from a woman but if that's what she wants and that's what y'all gonna do fine but sometimes after some of these sessions it's so intense even you know you 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 got to come out of that personality that you snapped into and you're coming down and you're like wow what did i just do and so sometimes you're the dominant needs aftercare too and it doesn't always have to look like what the sub gets just a conversation just rubbing his hand just 
you know, massaging his neck or whatever like that. A lot that stuff goes a long way. So yes, I, I agree. If you're being denied aftercare as a dime and you feel as though you need it, that person doesn't really have your best interest. Um, number five, Re refuses to give you any kind of love or affection or care. Oh my goodness. You, you're the dominant. You should be able to take care of yourself. I'm the one who deserves love here. You're too big and too strong to be taken care of. I don't, you know, I'm not even going to keep going here. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Like, who is dealing with a submissive like this? Who is dealing with a person that thinks like this, that doesn't want to see you win? Who doesn't want to show the person that is that has signed on to be your guide and your protector love and affection? Like, that's straight abuse. And I don't know why you would deal with anybody like that. You know, I get, you know, we have, I've had a con I've had this conversation of why not to love your dominant or should you or should you love your dominant, right? And maybe you don't fall in love. Maybe y'all guys are not like that fall in love couple, right? I have a situation like that. No, it's not it's not love and it's not so much in love involved. But it could be a love involved. But it's, it's affection involved. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, re, I, I require affection. You know, um, you don't have to baby me. But, you know, like, just when we're around one another, just, like I said, just touching me and, you know, compliment me. Or, I mean, like, I would do you. Like, I don't get how people, I don't know. Anyway, let me just, let me go to number six. I got 11 of these things. Let me go to number six. <sighs> Does not support you in hard times. Oh, my goodness. That's a no-brainer, too, right? I mean, I get if the dominant is going through something and you don't know how to help and you're asking him, how can I help? And he's denying your help or not just not necessarily denying you, just saying, like, no, nah, I'm good. I got it. But, you know, there are ways if you just pay attention to people, there are things that you can do. Let's say, for example, that he's like, nah, I'm cool. But you might just want to have, like, I don't know, run a hot bath for him. Uh, you know, if he's going through a financial hard time, maybe, you know, if you had the finances, maybe, you know, just giving him the money in some kind of way. Or, uh, or if he has a loved one that passed, you know, find some way to support him with that. You know, try to make his life easier, you know, help him with the arrangements for the funeral or... I mean, it's just really not that hard, guys. Um, this is like written for someone who's completely like, like this is written for about those kind of people that are completely self-absorbed. Like I get, uh, like, I, I, you know, again, here it says when, when say a relative dies, you may not be able to be as consistent. You, you still want to be their dom and they, and they your sub, or maybe not. That's fine too. But you also need them to support you and care for you in tough times. If they tell you to suck it up and take care of them instead, they are again selfish little bitch that only cares about themselves. Yeah, I, I really don't know, guys. I mean, I've heard crazy. I've I've heard a lot of crazy damn stories, um, being online, 
uh, stuff that I don't know how some people tolerate. I'm not perfect. Uh, and I've had my share of BS over the years, but I can never say I was hardcore abused or abused anybody like that. And we all have our own selfish things, uh, selfish ways about us. But uh, nothing like this. This is just fucking ridiculous. And I don't know why. Like, if you're dealing with someone like this and, like, you really are, like, trying to love them, love on them, like, there's something going on in, in your past that you need to, you know, or there's something about what you, what you get from rejection that you need to find out what, what, what that is, where that comes from. Or if you know where that comes from, you need to really do some shadow work and really deal with that, you know, bring that out and, and resolve that so you can move on and be in a more healthy relationship. But some people see rejection and toxic relationships as normal. And that might be because of how they've grown up and, and the things that they've seen. But like my friend's wife would always say, there's a uh, lid for every pot. Uh, here we go. Number seven. Talk bad about things that they are perfectly normal, that are perfectly normal in DS, but that does, but doesn't fit their abusive agenda. Hmm. So let's talk, let's get into that. So they say, serve you? What? No, I'm a little fragile sub. You're supposed to get me drinks. Beg. I'm too good for that. That's disgusting. You're supposed to please me whenever. I want you to. No, that's not how DS works. Okay, so man, I I I I gotta tell you, I've never really dealt with anybody that even said any remotely any of this stuff. Um uh if someone doesn't want to serve you, you got to you, you you have to already see that that's not gonna be a good situation for you. I don't I mean I love women that Love to serve. Serving is a part of being nurturing. And it doesn't mean you have to be like a slave, but just taking care of somebody means a lot. It, it, it just it just means a lot. I just, I don't get this. Um, let me go to number eight. Oh boy. Deciding everything without negotiation or regard for your feelings. Now, now, now. I'm not even going to read that. We're just going to talk about that. We're just gonna, I'm just going to talk about that. Deciding everything without negotiation or regard for your feelings. How can that happen? How can that happen? You know what feels good? Let me tell y'all guys what feels good. When you're in a relationship with a woman, no matter what the relationship is, whether it be hookups, um, marriage, girlfriend, boyfriend, dom sub, whatever. It feels good when a woman comes to you first before making any decisions. Even all the way down to getting their nails done, getting their hair done. What color should I get? Should I should I cut my hair? What you know? What color should my nails be? My tools be? What should I wear to the party? What do, what should I bring with me? You know, if it's if we're doing something like, you know, come to me with it first. That just feels good. That empowers me as a dominant to do more for her. Like the fact that she trusts me with those kind of decisions. 
is great. And here's a negotiation. She comes to me. How do you feel about doing this? How do you feel about doing A, B, or C? And I'm like, well, let's go with A. But she knows C is the better option, right? Instead of saying, no, we're going to do C, or come to me and say, we're doing C, she'll talk to me about A, B, and C, and tell me how C is the better option in a way that's like, oh, cool. And doesn't make it seem like she's subverting my authority. It's just like, listen, if you want to go with A, we can go with A. But I feel as though C is the better option because of this. See what I'm saying? So I, I, I don't get deciding everything without negotiation or regard for your feelings. That is absolutely fucking ridiculous. The only decisions that she is to make on her own are the ones that concern specifically her life and her job. Like, like with her job and like her kids that aren't our kids, things of that nature. But like, if it comes down to things that involve both of us, those decisions come to me first and we talk about them and I, and you can make decisions if it's like, you know what, in that area, you got that. You can go ahead and rock out. We good. I trust you. You ain't got the weight on me. Go ahead and fly with it. And as well, in some situations, the sub would be like, you know what? You you only have to, you only have to ask me. Just go ahead and do what you gotta do. Like that's to me that's healthy transfer of of ideas and opinions and deciding the right thing to do. I I don't know. I I do know, but this right here. Uh, number nine, they never obey you. They try to convince you. DS is all about the submissive. Now let me tell you. About, uh, okay, let's go. There's a difference between playful, agreed-upon brattiness that's fun for both parties and using a dime for their own selfish needs. Ooh, I, I, ooh, ooh, I agree with this. Brats are something else, ain't they? This is often done by subs who want you to buy them stuff, uh, care for them, spank them, etc. But they do not want to actually obey or serve you. They just want to use you and take advantage of you. Oftentimes, disobedience is more a sign of ignorant and inexperienced sub than anything. Than anything, but when it's paired with manipulation and other things, it is when it crosses the line from ignorance to abuse. Well, I mean, I gotta agree with that. Uh, I have to agree with that point right there. Uh, I, I just never dealt with no crap like this. You know, uh, but there is a difference between, uh, like, if you're dealing with brats, you better know the line. Uh, you better know your line. If you're dealing with brats, you better know the line because they definitely own that they're a brat. They're going to be uh, disruptive in some ways. They're definitely going to do things to get their way. And, um, but I do know brats, but I do know brats that serve, though. Like, they love serving. It's not like they don't want to serve. But if you're going to deal with a brat, like, you, you're, you're, what you get out of it better be 100%. Like, I don't get why you would deal with a brat and take any slights, take any shorts, because it requires a lot of energy to, and pay, and the energy is going to be spent on patience more than anything else. So, if you got it in you to deal with them, nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is, you have to, you know, you might have to eat a lot of crow sometimes 
or you're going to have to ignore a lot of bullshit that's being said and maybe some actions that might be unsavory a little bit, but, you know, it's like you can just flick it off. So, you know, if you feel like dealing with that, that's cool. But I can see how brats can um, could be selfish and about themselves. If you allow someone to do that, if you don't really know yourself, you don't really know your dominance and what you want out of it, someone can definitely manipulate you in that way. And if you've never dealt with a brat and you start feeding into what you think or what they telling you, what brats do and what they deserve, if you go for that, um, good luck. I wouldn't ride with it, but that's me. Number 10. Hold on. Before I get to 10, let me see. Let me read some of these comments. Terry says, a sub should get fulfillment out of service. Yes. She also says, trusting enough to do this. Yeah, you have to trust. You have to trust. You have to trust someone enough to do this. And like, I think, and like, I'm not, I'm not a perfect dude, right? So if I'm dealing with a sub and she's not feeling like she really wants to submit to me, it could be that my lack of being able to do something to make her feel comfortable or she's just not feeling me, period. And that's cool. It's acceptable. Like, I've had that situation where somebody submits, but they're like, uh, they ain't feeling me. And that's cool. I, I, I mean, it's completely cool. And I've had situations where sub want to be underneath me, but I'm like, I'm not really feeling her. I mean, so those things are acceptable, right? Um, you just don't try to fit a square peg in a round hole. Especially be out of boredom and, wow, well, I just want a sub. Don't do it just to do it. There are guys out here that just want a sub, so they're like, they'll find a brat. And they'll be like, oh, okay, you're down to be my sub, cool. Then you, you know, And then you're dealing with all this stuff. You're like, God, man, it's a lot of work. But you wanted a sub. So you was just taking anything, you know? And, like, if you just want to take anything, there's people out there playing games. There's people out there that are fucking touched. Like, there are people out there that are touched. There's people out there that aren't all the way right in their head. You got to know that. But, you know, you can figure it out. You know, Again, you stay out here long enough, you'll figure it out. Uh... Number 10, you feel like you can't trust them. They lie often. Trust is everything in DS, absolutely everything. If you can't trust them, you can't have a DS relationship with them. Absolutely gospel. If they lie a lot, even seemingly small and significant lies is a sign they do not respect you. Or they've, they're cheated, they've cheated, or you've heard bad stories from their friends, co-workers. You found suspicious things and said that you deserve someone. You can trust, not a liar. Okay. I agree with that. However, if a person lies, it has nothing to do with their trust for you or lack thereof. It's really about them not trusting their fucking self. Like, they don't trust themselves. They don't trust themselves in a way that they can be who they are, period. Again, a lot of you guys that I've met, the reason why we're cool, the reason why we have correspondence is because you guys are cool. You're being who you are. You're upfront about who you are. There's no real reason to lie to me. Um, but I've met people online that lie, right? But the people that I hold close to me, dear to me, that I, I like are people who are being themselves. 
who can show the how they living, what they're doing, and and talk about how they think. This lie shit is too much. If I dealt with somebody that's a liar, like I'm cool with you. I can't I can't trust you if you lie to me. Forget you not trusting me. That's why you lying to me. No, no, I'm not a lie. I don't. I'm not a liar. Like I'm telling you who I am, flat out, so that way we can get around bullshit. So if you bring lies into the situation, then I have to look at you cross-eyed. Because when have I presented to you that I'm one of these nutty dudes that you got to play this lie game with? So I'm just cutting that back from the rip. I'm not even getting involved. You tell small lies, uh, I'm looking at you cross-eyed and I'm good. You better have a damn good reason. I mean, a damn, damn good reason why you lied to me. Uh, a small lie. A small lie. You better have a damn good reason. I mean, so I'm like, all right, I understand why you did that. If you lied to me to save me from beating somebody's ass, or, you know, or going further, maybe. But some small lies, just a lie, nah, nah, unacceptable. And ladies, don't accept that shit from dominance. No, 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 nope. If you. One thing about being a dominant, you got to be straight up. You should be straight up as much as you can. Be straight up about who you are, how you think, and how you move. If you can't keep it a bean, don't come out here in this game. Number 11. This is the last one, guys. Every single thing that would be abusive in a vanilla setting or if you were their child, friend, or sub. Every Everything... All those other posts and guides and things online and everywhere that talk about signs of abuse. It all applies here. All of it. Don't put up with what you wouldn't put up with if it were any other kind of relationship. Cheating, slapping, name calling, lying, blackmailing. There's so many things that can be signs of abuse. In the end, you're, on, you're the only one who... Oop, you're the only one who, I don't think I got the rest of that. Well, I'm not seeing it on my phone. But at any rate, so it's basically, that number 11 is just going over what I was saying. Like this whole post, which I like, and I guess, you know, for, for newer doms, um, for newer doms, I think this is good for them to know because if they don't have a lot of experience with, what this lifestyle brings and they getting inside of a, and they get in a relationship with like a little or a brat um, and they're not and they're not able to understand where they are in their dominance like what their level is where they should be uh, where their hard nose are and where their um, negotiable points are then they can be taken advantage of because they're just getting in they're trying to figure it out and a lot of times, you know, you, you're trusting sometimes your partner who may be more experienced to kind of tell you things that, you know, how things kind of go. And I am fortunate to have had a my first sub who introduced me to the lifestyle. She was, you know, very kind and, and not abusive and before we got into all this stuff, she was like, yo, no, no, no. Like, the kink stuff is cool. But 
you need to read up on a lifestyle, understand the lifestyle. And so she started me off with understand the roles. And so I started understanding the power exchange dynamic. Then it really clicked with me what she really saw in me to be in a lifestyle. It was naturally me to be a dominant man, a guy, a teacher, a caretaker, a protector. That's who I am. But now check out the power exchange. Check that out. Boom. That, what I didn't know, changed my way of dating. I've always liked submissive women, but you guys know dealing with this society, you don't always get submissive women. You get, you can get submissive, assertive women, right? And if you don't check it, that assertiveness takes over because assertiveness is, is force. You know what I mean? And, and force without reins can go all over the damn police. You know what I'm saying? So I had to, I've had to date uh, submissives and vanilla to get, to get into some vanilla stuff and get myself in a situation. I'm like, how the fuck did I get here? And then I realized after that was over, I was like, I'm not dating no more vanilla chicks that's done. I'm only dating submissive women because when you date submissive women, they're already coming to the table with wanting to serve. The ones who are really down. They come to the table with, I want to serve a man. I want to serve a dominant figure. And now it's about finding a dominant or finding a submissive and us matching up our energies, our thought processes, our sexual desires, our limitations and the ones that we want to be put and the boundaries we want pushed and see how that matches up and then try to make something happen. But in a vanilla relationship, it's all this 50-50 kind of crap, you know? And then you have a relationship where like we're sharing power and that's just not uh, that doesn't work for me. Doesn't work for me. Doesn't work for me. And and I and I understand why I've always had an attraction for women from other cultures or from uh further south in America, right? Like, you know, down south because those women still have Old school values. They're very. They're still raised with old school values, where yes, it's patriarchy, but it doesn't mean it's abusive patriarchy. It doesn't mean that the woman doesn't have a voice. It doesn't mean that the woman in the household is a second class citizen. It doesn't mean a woman can't be an equal as a human fucking being, which you are. It just means that in this situation we have roles. I have a role. You have a role. And I'm not complaining about what my role is. You ain't complaining about yours. Let's go have some damn fun. And what our relationship is, is our relationship. So we don't have to justify what we do and how we do it to no one else. Don't let your girlfriends tell you, well, you a fool for serving him and all that. You make his plate first before you feed your kids. Like, that's traditional shit. Yeah, yeah, that's traditional. You know, because in the end... Um, is someone breaking that damn house, 
The kids ain't going to adjust the threat. Your ass ain't going to get the threat. That man is. That man is supposed to put his life on the line for everyone in the household. Everyone in the household. The man is supposed to put his line on the life for it. So, we got to get back to some old school vibes, at least within the lifestyle. You know, it was at least within the lifestyle. So, I'm cool. I listen to a lot of stuff online, and Terry knows this, because Terry, uh... We, Terry and I have had conversations about the manosphere. And for those that don't know what the manosphere is, it's just men on YouTube talking about dating in modern times and dating, dating modern women and what men, high value men want. And I hear this stuff and it's things that is talked about in the barbershop a lot. But... I listen to those things and I'm like, damn, those ain't my problems. Those really aren't my problems. I don't have none of those issues. I don't date those kind of women. Like, I date within the lifestyle. The lifestyle negates all that. You could date a woman that's making a hundred something thousands, a hundred and something thousand plus dollars, a boss at a job, and she comes home and gets on her knees for you. Like, that is expected. That is what we do. That is not, um, we don't argue over that. We're not going through this, um, who pays on the first date or who pays when you go out or, you know, being uh, cooperative and being feminine and being in your feminine energy. Like, that's not things that you have to overwork for in this lifestyle because women in this lifestyle understand that they have, they are having to be aggressive, having to be a manager, a boss, or fight for what they want out in this world. And when they come home, they just want to take that fucking personality off and just take a deep breath and just be themselves. Just be that just be a just be that woman, just be that girl and just chill. Who wants to come home and just have to boss all the time? That's what men fucking do. And even men don't want a boss all the time. That's why men make man caves. So when they want their solace, they can go in a man cave, shut the door, and be in their own zone. Whether they're looking at porn, whether they're watching sports, whether they're playing video games, whatever it is that they need to recharge their battery, that's what they need. Just like ladies may need that bath, or they may need to cook, or they may need to... Uh, read their book or work out. Whatever the case may be, people don't always want to fight in life. Like It's ridiculous to have to go to work and fight for your position, fight for your money, fight for advancement, and have to come home and fight in your relationship. Like That is fucking overwhelming. It's um, overbearing. It, it, it's a lot of overs. Okay, and uh, I'm over it. I've tried that shit. I ain't never doing that shit again. Never doing it again. So, I'm glad you guys hung out with me tonight. Thank you for watching. Um, I have some things coming up, guys. Uh, let me think. What What am I? What am I getting into? So, um. I have uh I have 
Uh, I'm traveling to the DR next month to Dominican Republic. So I will be going live while I'm there in the Dominican Republic. Um, we going to do. I'm going to be doing one of my. Uh, I'm going to do a special podcast there on a Sunday. So Sunday, like the 21st or the 22nd, one or something like that of May. So I'll be going live from the Dominican Republic, giving you guys a taste of what's going on there. Uh, I will be in Cali in June, at the end of June, and at the beginning of June, I'll be in Florida, uh, traveling to do some work. That's Dominican Republic is relaxation and pleasure, and uh, in June, uh, Orlando and. Cali is business, but you know, if you guys are in the area, let me know. I'm always down to hook up, have a drink, have some coffee, have some conversation. Um, I will be doing another podcast and posting it on uh, Spotify and uh, on Spotify, all those platforms, uh, iTunes and all that uh, on Sunday. Trying to get back to doing that on a regular basis. I have some other things that I have to talk to uh, a good friend of mine who's putting something together. A, uh, it's like, a, um, I don't even want to really give it away. I'll let you guys, I'll give you guys some tidbits when I get more information or it might be something that you might be interested in. It's going to require you to write letters, you know, just a, a, some adult shit, but I'll keep you guys informed. But you guys know, how to find me you can find me here on facebook or you can find me on sir inq on instagram twitter uh sir inc.com you can email me sir inq 09 at gmail.com you can check me out on kingspace.net and again please send me articles send me any comments or questions you may have I'll talk about them on the live. I love stuff like this. And, uh, you know, let's continue the conversation. I will also, if you want to get on live with me on a Wednesday night, if you want to get in the speakeasy with me, let me know. I'll give you a link. You can click in with me and let's have that conversation. So until next week, peace. Thank you.